Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Care for Free. Welcome back. Yeah. Do you welcome detect? You back. Yeah. Do you detect a note of carefree joy in our voices? It's because we're done with the bar exam. I, I, at least until February. Yeah, I was about to say at least until February. Talk to talk to us in November. Or don't talk to me in November if I fail. Actually, the bar don't exam. talk to me in November. Yeah, wait for me to talk to you. That's exactly. A much better way to go about or that. Or do the thing where you like look at the list online yourself so you know how to come talk to me. Or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that. That actually, I think that's optimal. Yeah. yeah. That's that's real friendship. We'll send you the link when. <laughs> When the list of who passed the bar comes out. I almost certainly won't be doing that, but I guess we could post it, yeah. <laughs> post it to the podcast feed? Yeah, yeah. No, we're, no. we're trying to seem like fun people on this thing. Yeah, trying try, working hard on pulling that off. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back to Care for Free, I guess. I'm Emily. I'm David. And this is what we do. We podcast. Perhaps. Yes. It's not what we did, but now we're doing it again. Yeah, we took the summer off, which is the funniest way of describing what we did this summer. Oh, gosh, yeah, I didn't. Uh-uh. Don't just, go to law school. Took, just took the summer off from doing, like, summer things. From being a person. Yeah, mostly. Became yeah. a machine for learning all of the laws of Texas. Yeah. But we're here now, feeling good. And now knowing significantly more about the Deceptive Trade Practices Act and um, how to form a partnership. As the, well. Yeah. The Deceptive Trade Practices Act may be the only thing that stays with me. Because it's like the only law I've ever heard of that makes complete sense yeah, and works dope. exactly yeah. the way it's supposed to for me when I'm writing about it. I don't know about you, man. That that stuff, all that stuff about mineral rights and royalty leases really spoke to me personally. <laughs> you know, it, it. I feel like I've seen the light now. <laughs> David's an oil and gas attorney now. That's he right. doesn't even like have That's a job right. in it, but he just That's when right. he decided to, a cowboy hat spontaneously appeared on his head, yep. and he got a big old belt buckle. Can't wait to do Vore Dyer out in the sticks. Ugh. Really looking forward to it. Vore Diary is the worst. Vore Diary. When you select a jury, There's we're those. doing a lot of law talk to start off this episode, mm-hmm. where we're not law students anymore. But when you select a jury, there's a French term I for it. I was to explain it, but yeah. Well, so it's V-O-I-R space D-I-R-E. Mm-hmm. And I think to most, to peop- say. most people say voir dire yeah. in like the general United States. World. World. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not what we say in Texas. No. They call it voir dire. Voir dire. Or voir diary. Which is Which just... is the worst thing I've ever heard. But was also the term used by the most successful defense attorney I've ever met. So... Yep. yep. I mean, it'd be yeah. like that sometimes, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You have a feather on your head. And I'm... Tra- what? I was trying to decide if I would take... It's like a pillow feather. That's... Wow. Little baby. Hmm. Didn't see that coming. But it was great. It was sticking up. You looked like a lost boy. I didn't read that book. Well, nobody read the book, but you've seen the movie. There's a movie? Peter Pan? What's that? Also, I definitely read the book. (laughs) You read the Peter Pan book? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think that happened. I have it, but I've never read it. (laughs) Okay. I don't own it. I don't know if that's better or worse. I've never read it. I do, however, possess a copy. Um, it's it's not first edition. It's second edition. Okay, but well, I would never I say it. possess a copy unless I was making horcruxes. Well, I mean, it was, a, it was a thing. That's fine. Okay. David, give me something you cared about this summer that, like, broke through the bar noise, if only for a hot second. Um... Oh, this is a good one. So, went to... Well, I think it's a good one. I might be wrong. I went to uh, NBA Summer League mm-hmm. with the Buds, um, which I really think I'm going to do my best to just make that a yearly thing, because, gosh, I just love sitting yeah. in a gym in the middle of Las Vegas watching basketball for, like, nine straight hours. That's going to sound like sarcasm. It genuinely is not. Well, I love it so no, much. No, I don't think it sounds um, like sarcasm coming from you. <laughs> yeah, I just... It's not... Like, I just feel like it, that could have come across. But... Yeah. Um, and... It was just so much fun getting to getting to um, like see all the new prospects, see the old ones, and a whole bunch of like actual like you know NBA people just show up and are hanging out because it's turned into that kind of event. Yeah. Um, but specifically, the one little thing that I like cared about and that stuck with me is so I've been looking for about um, 
probably about two or three months now for a new pair of basketball shoes because I bought my last the the, the pair that I've been wearing I bought back in like May of last year, which mm-hmm. is just like way too long I actually. Mean, I was gonna, I was all prepared to make fun of this, but actually, for how much you play basketball, that's like way too long ago. Yeah, and like technically, I've got I, I like used two other pairs as like a like a semi rotation. So yeah. I think that I think that brings the life out a little bit, but it's definitely like one. This is definitely the main pair that I like playing the most, and two, they're definitely just about done at this point. Like yeah. the like the fabrics ripping stuff. So, but I, and so I've been trying on pair, and I just can't find a nice pair that I like, and. Um, but one of the guys at Summer League had on the new pair of the the Kobe AD NXT 360, which is just, come on. I, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a side. Um, but uh, just watching the play, that was when I was like, wait, that's the one. That's the one. And like he, of course, because he's an NBA player, he had an addition that I can't even like get. But I was like, that shoe's going to come out soon. And that I think that's the one. Like it just, I haven't tried yeah. it on yet, but I just got a really, really good feeling about it. So that's what's been in my head is making sure that I'm ready to pick that up. You saw the shoe across a crowded room and your your eyes locked with its laces and you knew that it was the one. That is exactly what happened. That's like, hilarious. 100% where, yeah. you, you know, we we're watching them like, yo, this is dope. And I was like, actually though, that looked. I think that's it. I think that's yeah. it. Like I think I, I was sitting next to, I think it was I think it was Nakayama, and I was like, I think that's the next pair. That's the next pair. So yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. How about you? Um, <clears throat> I mean, we're both gonna be extremely on brand with this. I feel like because when you're studying for the bar, the only things that really can break through are the things you really love that, that really love make yeah, you but... feel like a person again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Alamo Drafthouse, movie theater of choice, uh, did a summer screening of Jaws on July 3rd, which uh, is great because the movie takes place between like July 3rd and July like 5th, 6th. It's uh-huh. like, I forgot it was a July 4th movie. I was say, I didn't know that. Well, so the big thing is like, they want to close the beach, but the mayor won't let them close the beach because, because it's July, July 4th. 4th. Yeah. Okay. He's like, you'll doom the town. And he's like, we'll doom the town either way. Yeah. Um, I remember this now because yeah. I, because I watched that movie. I, uh, he didn't, listeners, he's making a face. No, I might have. Well, this is the thing. So when I was in college, it was like 10 p.m. And I had to do a music and film project. And like weeks before, I had decided to pick Jaws and The Sixth Sense as my movies. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's the night before the papers do and I hadn't watched them. So I started at 10 p.m. And I watched Jaws and then The Sixth Sense, both of which are terrifying yeah it's an awful idea i mean but they have great music obviously Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and i like i was watching jaws i was like this is really good and it wasn't until this summer that i remembered how incredible that movie is it is just like note perfect it's terrifying there are really funny moments it's just one of those where you're like steven spielberg was almost a guaranteed like there was Mm. no way he was not going to be an amazing filmmaker coming off that movie which like the sixth sense is m night Shyamalan's like second or third movie um third or fourth movie and like that movie could have happened by accident but Mm. the stuff that is really really great about jaws like the shots and things mostly were on purpose i remembered in the middle of saying that that one of the best things about jaws happened by accident do you know about the shark I mean, that was a bad way to say that. <laughs> Do you know about the mechanical? I at least know about that. The mechanical shark they use. Um, I feel like I've heard this before, but I can't. It's a, like it. a relatively low budget because it's mm-hmm. the seventies. Yeah. And the they put the first mechanical shark in the water, and it went shoop and sank right down to the bottom. And so they were like, "Uh, we gotta make a new shark," and like didn't have as much money, so the second one didn't look as good. Yeah. And so that results in you not seeing the shark for a lot of the movie. Like, uh-huh. a lot of it's a fin or a splash or, like, like they attach these buoys to it and it's, like, pulling the buoy. Mm-hmm. And that makes it so much more frightening that you yeah. can't really see the shark. And mm-hmm. the way that Spielberg just, like, rolled with it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So that was what I cared about. And plus, when we saw it at Alamo Drafthouse, we got these little foam fins that you can put on your head. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of, like, wobbly. I've been doing a lot of bits with that. You should probably wear that to the pool. Yeah, people would love that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you'd get a lot of laughs. A lot of chuckles. Yeah. 
A lot of smiles. Probably not as many in the ocean. Not as many in the ocean. No. Not, yeah, I, I thought about that too, and I was like, that I don't think would be a great idea. It's actually an element of the movie. Being in the ocean? <laughs> Fake shark fin in the ocean. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I... You assumed. Yeah. I was just like, I, I thought that yeah, was, thought yeah, so. yeah. Uh, uh, what percent of M. Night Shyamalan's success is ascribed to the fact that his name is M. Night Shyamalan, in your opinion? Um, going by M. Night Shyamalan was a big get. His mm. first name is Minaj, and I think Minaj Shyamalan does not make, does not keep, certainly does not keep getting the money. Where did the night, night come Shyamalan. from? I think it is his given name i've done like pretty deep dives on m night Shyamalan, Mm -hmm. but i i'm pretty sure it's his given middle name i think minaj night Shyamalan still does it for me but i I agree m night does like really bring it together i think minaj night Shyamalan would have to prove himself a lot more yeah yeah i'm m night Shyamalan. like hello although like now that's sort of like oh m night Shyamalan. no thank you Mm mm-hmm yeah, well, so, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I, I mean, like he's coming back. Like... He's returning to his best well. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Okay, dope. So, more horror. Mm. Have you seen Unbreakable? No. That was so silly. I'm so sorry I asked you that. It's a Bruce... Was it silly? <laughs> it's a Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson movie. It was like, like a sort of superhero kind of movie. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe that I have viewed upon it uh he's making more of that and i don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen his recent movies but seems good yeah cool it's awesome dope right do you remember who went first last time i i obviously do not are you kidding me (laughs) what's not obvious you're an intelligent person with a good memory no i am not Yes, you are. My memory, Shut is, up. my memory is not a great one. Uh, you went first last time. I did. So it's your turn. Uh. Oh, and I, I, wanna, Boom, I wanted shaka to... Boom, Don't... What? That's not going to be a thing. I don't know if you're hunting for a bankable catchphrase, but I don't like that one. First of all, that one's taken. <laughs> I by who? Boom, shaka Are no. you serious? Wait, no. That's stupid of me. Sorry. That was like the catchphrase for the uh, the NBA Jam arcade game. Anytime that someone caught on fire, the announcer would go, Boom Shakalaka! And it was really funny. That No, like that's one of those where I feel like, like I don't even think of it as being like from the video game. I think of like seeing it on commercials and stuff. So that's why I was like, oh, you never heard that? And I was like, oh, I guess NBA if you... NBA Jam no, arcade game? Like I said, I was like, I realized, I was like, oh, if you never came across it in a commercial, then suddenly it becomes very unlikely that you came across it. So I was like, oh, probably not. Okay. Boom shakalaka! It's like really good. I'll, Great. I'll it's good. Yeah. Um, I actually, oh, I wanted, we wanted to give a shout out to everybody who pressured us to come back. Yeah, I didn't um, know people were mad about that. I was at my dear friend Amber, Amber Teske, now Amber Douglas's wedding reception mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. summer. And she was like, I'm the bride, and you have not made more podcasts for me, and I want them. <laughs> she obviously a... <laughs> did not say it like that. She is the warmest, most delightful, yeah. kind person. Uh-huh. Uh, but she drove from Chattanooga to um, Wichita, City. Wichita Kansas, and wanted more podcasts. And we didn't make them in time for that drive, yeah, but we did not. Here, here it is. And uh, yeah. Zach threw some shade on Twitter. Mm-hmm. ZBB. ZBB? ZMB. ZMB. Well, I think yeah. ZBB. Zach Brown Band is what I just did. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened there. I bet Zach Morgan Brown would love that. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a brand that he's definitely trying to cultivate. Absolutely. <laughs> he's got a very strong personal brand. Yeah. I know a few people who have a stronger personal brand. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, so, I have two topics. Okay. Okay. I have two topics. And since I'm catching a flight in a couple hours, I think I'm going to do the topic I've had since May, which is a much shorter one. Okay. And the other one I'm much more in my feelings about. Although, we don't have the rights to that. You got to stop singing. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's public fair use. I ain't saying words, though. 
So. So. Don't. Don't what? I don't know. I just am. This is the thing. I'm hyper aware of all my so's and ums and ands because I edit them out. Mm -hmm. Some of them. I leave some of them so that it seems natural. But. (laughs) uh, I'm hyper aware. I just did an uh. It's true. Hyper aware of the noises I make when I'm trying to talk. So every time I say so, I am getting onto myself in my head about it. Okay, so I shouldn't then create rhymes that go along with it. Correct. I... Or say a needle-pulling thread or any of the things that like... Needle-pulling thread? This is a thing we did at camp where somebody would go, so, and you'd go, a needle-pulling thread. Absolutely not. I yeah. won't be doing that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it's really annoying. Yeah, there no. are a bunch of cheers that you can really fluster somebody who's making announcements. Nope. As a person who professionally made announcements at camp for three years, uh, not mm-hmm. great. Mm-mm. No, no, Yeah, I got it didn't you. happen so much for us, but... Yeah, yeah. okay, that's cool. My topic today, the, the statement I have is, we will never see the giant rat of Sumatra. Do you care about that? Yes. Your, yeah, your eyes got big like you cared about that. Yes. Ugh. Well, unless this is misdirection and this is actually from some like obscure art film or something, but if this is like, I don't do art. Film. If this is like a real giant rat of Sumatra that's going extinct. I'm, I, I absolutely care about that. Or even if it's a giant rat of Sumatra, that's not going extinct, but it's just a giant rat. I'm in for it. So what if it never existed at all? That might be better. Could do, uh, maybe. Great. Let's find out. All right. So I'm going to take you through Something that seems unrelated, but is actually the foundation of this topic, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is Sherlock Holmes. Okay. I heard of it. I wanted to ask, start out by asking, like, who is your favorite Sherlock Holmes? Like, what is the best adaptation, do you think? Or have you read any of the books? Or Yeah, I mean, Robert Downey's my favorite one, He's like, great. by far. Um, They're coming back. They're doing a third. Yeah, I don't know if I need it there, but that's okay. Like, I'll, I'll hold up. I'll, Fair. I'll, I'll reserve judgment, you know. But, Robert Downey's about to have some free time when Tony Stark dies. Oh, is that real? I'm kidding. I don't think Tony's going to die. I really think I really think he's not going to die. I think he's the one oh, no. who won't I die. Oh, no. I think Steve dies, but Tony doesn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I'm, every time I see Steve in a movie, I'm like, oh, a ghost. Like, that's that's just where I am Ugh. at this point. You know what I mean? Gorgeous ghost. That dude, yeah. Call me for a ghost in Mrs. Muir remake. Chris Evans. He was supposed to die like I mean he went he was supposed to die when he took that poison serum. And then he was supposed to die when he went down the plane. And then he should have died when he tried to bench press a helicopter. Like, you know, Mm. that guy I think I died when he tried to bench press a helicopter. I think you did. Yeah, I was there for that. There's a shot of Bucky looking out at him and I was like, same. Bucky yeah, Bucky's like, what the (laughs) (laughs) But he's like not even in his right mind and he's like is this too really to hold this helicopter right now? It's like, maybe um, he is my best friend. Maybe I want to be best friends with this guy. Yeah, very funny. Uh, uh, yeah. So I... Lost train of thought. <laughs> no, I got it. Uh, so my favorite Sherlock Holmes, this is a hot take because mm-hmm. it is the opposite of how I felt in college, mm-hmm. strongly. I like the elementary one on CBS and I haven't seen all of them, but Johnny Lee Miller is the actor. He's one of my favorites. Um, I did not see that coming. Yeah, okay. Lucy Liu, mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, and I just think that like as good as Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman's Martin Freeman's performances are, I think that the writer of that show is so toxic and gross that it just like kind of screws over mm-hmm. a lot of the underlying themes of the show that mm-hmm. just like are really frustrating to watch. Anyway. Uh, but also, like, I read The Hound of the Baskervilles as a kid, and I thought it was the most metal thing ever. I was like, they put paint on the dog's eyes! It was so cool. Uh, spoiler alert, they yeah, put paint on the dog's eyes. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, historical lookalikes and switcheroos, and, like, a woman shows up off the moors, mm-hmm. and, like, moors are very cool. Moors are great. Very yeah. into moors. Yeah, I um, love But not heights, especially weathering ones. <laughs> I've always just hated that spelled with a U. Do you know it's not a real word? Whichever Bronte wrote Wuthering Heights invented the word Wuthering. I I mean, did we think it was a real word? I thought it was just like a well, name. Well, it's a word now. But like, I didn't think, does, I didn't, it means something? Yeah. Oh. She's like, the heights are Wuthering. I didn't know that. I think, oh, I haven't read that book since high school. And I didn't really read it in high school because I decided <laughs> I hated everyone in mm-hmm. the like third chapter. There you go. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I, I actually was just like, oh, weathering, like a place. I didn't know it was a, a an actual term. So. Yeah, it's like... I just learned it's a word, so that's cool. But it's, you know, when somebody says weathering, you know exactly what they mean. I don't think I do. I feel like you do. You've got the idea. I really don't think I do. Well, maybe if you read the book, you would have the exact idea. Yeah, that would do it. It's, if I'm like, uh, the wind is weathering across the heights. I mean, yeah, by contest clues, I assume it's like buffeting and, you know, yeah. swirling of sorts. Yeah. Okay, cool. Weathering. Yeah, but like darkly. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, in a way that you're... I wouldn't have thought darkly, so, yeah. Cool. I would have thought the exact opposite. Weathering sounds so, when like, When you read a book where a man spoons a skeleton, you really just... No, thank you. you it's gotta be dark. Big or little? Uh, it didn't say. Okay. Guess. Probably big? <laughs> I'd say little, just to be contrarian. Uh, yeah, that'd be even... Yeah. <laughs> and the bones keep falling apart that'd behind be ne- everybody yeah. has to, like, Next get level the arm up. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was all stupid. <sighs> anyway. Just me back. Okay. Uh... <clears throat> Sherlock Holmes was the first, fi- like, first pop cultural figure with a cocaine addiction. Mm-hmm. He was, Arthur Conan Doyle was a brilliant writer, I think, but he hated writing Sherlock Holmes, so he tried to kill him off yeah. in the movie, that, or in the storyline that they put in the second movie, and then fans, this is, like, maybe the first fan outcry that changed the writer's mind. I'm sure there was yeah. one before that, but my other topic, I was thinking about talking about Lost, and I might mm. still in the future, but it's such a, like interaction with fans and Mm -hmm. you know the showrunner and like the way things change and the sherlock holmes was doing that forever ago so arthur conan doyle had to bring him back and fun fact the the games afoot which Mm -hmm. is like one of his two sherlock holmes's two biggest lines is actually from shakespeare it's from henry v which i have not read but tom hiddleston is in an adaptation you haven't read henry v i thought you were an english major yeah, we didn't do that one. Oh. No. I thought... Break okay. King Lear 14 times. <laughs> I thought you had to do all of them. No, you don't have to do all of them to graduate <laughs> with an English degree. I, I just thought that was, like, how that worked. So I was like, I have an English yeah. I'm like, oh, so you have memorized all of the plays. They always segment the Shakespeare classes. It's always, huh. like, comedies, tragedies, and then they only... Or histories, but I don't think OU even offered a histories class, mm-hmm. and they only do the, like, the big... They only play the hits. Interesting. Yeah. They should, much. they should subdivide the, like, I have an English major, but it's in comedy. Like, they should subdivide it. They did. I have an English oh. major that's in writing instead of an English major that's in literature. You had to take both. You just had to, like, decide whether you wanted to take a poetry class, which for some reason I did. So huge mistake. Making the split writing and literature. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Yeah. It almost seems stupid. It almost seems like something you'd leave off of your resume, which I do. (laughs) Oh, it's in writing. What are the other options? Literature. (laughs) Okay, so I see here that you like this. (laughs) Do you have a reading degree or a writing degree? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, The guy that Sherlock Holmes is based on was named Dr. Joseph Bell, and Mm. he. This is one of my favorite stories. Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle was like his assistant or his TA or something and he was just like this guy's fascinating uh, Bell taught this class on deduction methods and he stuck his fi- he had this jar of like yellow urine smelling liquid and he stuck his finger in it like licked his finger and then passed it around the room and was like everybody do the same and they were like well it looks like pee and it smells like pee, but because he did it, it must not be pee. And so they all did it. Mm. And then the lesson at the end of that was none of you noticed that the finger I stuck in the jar was not the finger I licked. So. That's pretty funny. It is really funny. Yeah. Uh, it feels like a David thing to do, which is why I brought it up. Um, it's, it's, it's up there. Yeah. So. I also feel like I wouldn't have done it, though. I would have been like. Okay, well, this guy drinks pee, <laughs> but I'm not that guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're more in an age now like, where you could be like, uh, this professor. Yeah, I'd be like, look, man, I, I don't know what lesson I'm learning, but I might not learn this one because you just drink pee. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. What? My mom's calling me. Yeah. On your cell phone? Mm-hmm. Back yep. in, sitting in Dr. Joseph Bell's class? Well, you were the one who just said we were now at a time where it couldn't work, so I assumed we catapulted forward. You're right. I'm sorry. Home, no. uh, so, tying it back. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that so? 
just, it was effective. That so mattered. I liked that so. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Therefore, giant <laughs> here with <laughs> here here too for yes. Uh, the giant rat of Sumatra is actually from a 1924 Sherlock Holmes story called The Adventure of the Sussex Vampire, which I have not read in its entirety. I would say I'm surprised I hadn't read. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, Sherlock Holmes gets a note congratulating him on solving the case of Matilda Briggs, and this is the passage. Uh, Matilda Briggs was not the name of a young woman, Watson, said Holmes in a reminiscent voice. It was a ship which is associated with the giant rat of Sumatra, a story for which the world is not prepared. But what do we know about vampires? And that's it. He drops that line, and that it's never brought up again in the mm. Sherlock Holmes stories, mm-hmm. which I think is a masterstroke, and I'll talk about that more in a second. But I just love the a story for which the world is not prepared. He's just like, no, mm. you don't get to know this one. Mm. Uh, yeah. Including you, Watson, because you might slip up and tell someone, and then that's that's on my head. So. Yes. <laughs> Not even the world, but also my best friend yeah. who might tell the yeah. world, because that's what he does yeah. as he writes down our adventures. Yeah. Sumatra is an Indonesian island, and of course, because someone said this is the world is not prepared for the story, a thousand people have tried to make mm-hmm. this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, to date, 17 Sherlock Holmes adaptations have made reference to the rat, plus two Doctor Who episodes, two original novels that are just about the rat, one Hardy Boys novel, one D&D character, a whole Peter Jackson movie, and a mysterious book that was sent to to these prominent academics around the world. There's this book called The Psychopath Test mm-hmm. where um, the author, Ugh. John Ronson, goes through <laughs> goes through and tries to find, like, he's, like, solving this real-life mystery kind of mm-hmm. about psychopaths, and it starts with this mysterious book about the giant rat of Sumatra that all these academics around the world are just getting in the mail, and, mm-hmm. like, it's signed under a pseudonym. It's really interesting. But... This is such a great example to me of the way that people have to tell a story. Like, they just have this. Mm -hmm. People cannot, and we had this debate at lunch the other day, cannot leave a backstory untold. Especially now when it's like, you can get money for any movie as long as it is attached to a famous property. Something that has made money before. Yes. Uh, Which I think goes really well for a movie like Rogue One that doesn't necessarily have to be a Star Wars story, but is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not such a big fan of it when it's the backstory of a character or a Kessel Run that I really don't need to know about. That, And this is my uh, one of my two overarching points. The, the first overarching point is... Mm, I'll get the outline out. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it in my lap right now. Over half of the Indonesian rainforests have been cut down and many species have been lost. Mm -hmm. So if there was a real giant rat, which you can Google, and people have actually made speculations about which kind of rat it could be. Um, But if there is a real giant rat, it could very well be gone forever. Mm -hmm. And we should stop cutting down the rainforest. Good point. I feel it has been made better by, like, Al Gore every three years. So... I don't need to uh, belabor that one. Yeah, and we, and, don't, we don't have the budget for that kind of film anyway. So, yeah, I think that works. Uh, the one I'm more interested in is the way that Arthur Conan Doyle left the story untold. And I think that takes a lot of restraint, especially when you know that it could be a crowd pleaser, but mm-hmm. it could also be a crowd disappointer. Yeah. Um, and I think that there is such beauty in the mystery of an untold backstory Um this one of the movies that does this best is John Wick. Um, there's a lot like it basically is a sequel with no prequel. Like mm-hmm. by the time you start the first movie, you just have to infer how crazy Keanu Reeves is, like how good of an assassin he is, mm-hmm. and like all the stuff he's done. One of the recurring lines is, "I once saw him kill two men in a bar with only a pencil," and you never see that. We're mm-hmm. never gonna see that. I Hope to God we never see that. If they make a John Wick backstory, mm-hmm. I will die. I will be so angry. But this is one of the things I really like, and I wish people would do more, is just give us a giant rat of Sumatra that mm-hmm. we're never going to see. Yeah. yeah. I'm with that, yeah. I, I feel like we used to... I, I, feel, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, though, with the money thing. Because I think that... I, I feel like that's one of those things that creatives have always really enjoyed doing right 
Like what you mean, like leaving something to the unknown? Yeah, like just like throwing yeah. a thing out and being like, you don't know what that's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I think every like good book series that I've ever read, even the ones that do start with some sort of origin story, there's always like an allusion back to the the origin before this story. It's like, oh, if only you knew about you know what happened four thousand millennia ago, <laughs> then you would really understand. And yeah. It's like, oh, are you gonna tell me? Well, no, it was four thousand millennia ago. But just be be just have it in your head. You know, think about that. That sort yeah. of thing. Um. I mean, even when you start with Star Wars, the first one that we saw was episode four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Although so. it wasn't at the time. Hmm? When they put out A New Hope, it was just called Star Wars. Right. Well, yeah. th- that's no, that's what I mean, where it's like, I feel like in his head, like mm-hmm. when you read about Lucas, it was always episode four. Really? I think I kind of think that. Yeah. I mean... But then uh, yeah. it was it was only when the three were sex, he was like, oh, so I get to you know also what? do that, my prequels as well? Drives, yeah. Like he already had the idea in his head, and so... Um, the only deep dives I've done on the prequels are a podcast that pretended like they were standalones, <laughs> which is an interesting way to watch them. They are worse. Not, yeah, that's not great. You definitely need to be like, oh, that's what that... Actually, okay. I don't know if they're worse. They're more of a big swing, which I kind of like a big swing. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But then at the end of the third, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's the end? If they're just standalones, you're like, Huh? <laughs> That's what I got? Okay. Why are there two sure. sons? Sure. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think that's cool, but I definitely think you're right where it's like now, like you can't leave, you, you got to ring that stone out for every, every, every little drop of the coinage. Yep. Yeah. But that's Which great. Is, cool. That's why I won't watch Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I care. That's great. I'm kidding. Clone Wars debate. Maybe I'll have to, maybe I'll watch a season so we can do an official podcast debate about it. <sighs> I did. Whatever you want to do. This is the closest David and I have gotten to ending our friendship. It's over this TV show, probably. <laughs> I don't well, I don't know. Well, because we true. haven't ever gotten that close. It's just like, it's just, yeah. I guess it is probably the closest, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like so. the tallest of the seven dwarfs. It's like, it's still short. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely still a dwarf, like, literally. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, Great. sweet. Early the part of the, the show, but you know, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you ready? You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right, this is my turn. All right, uh, so uh, here is my statement for you. State it. Hammerhead worms have been found in France. Ew. Uh, does that mean you don't care, or you care negatively, very strongly, or <laughs> that was a very quick reaction? Um. You said worms, so yeah, I said ew. Yeah, you don't know what it is. Uh, it's just a hammerhead worm. I don't care. I don't not care. Mm-hmm. I think I'm at like a solid neutral on this one. Okay, works for me. Um, so this is a very animal centric episode. Yeah. It appears rats and uh, worms. Yeah, rats and Love worms. Welcome back. So here's a hammerhead worm. Ew. <laughs> I, I hate it. I think you said you before I even like show no, pulled it up. No, I saw it. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> you're turning it around, and I couldn't wait to say you. So that's a hammerhead worm for you. Gross! I don't like it. Yeah. Um. I'll be honest with you. I'm not really a squeamish person. I don't really care for it either. Um. But they're called hammerhead worms because they have muscular, elongated Ugh. bodies. Um. That have these like elongated heads, like a hammerhead shark. Yeah. So hence the name hammerhead worms. Uh, but it's much smaller. They can measure more than a foot long. Yeah. <gasps> Ew. Uh, yeah, and they occupy a range of ecosystems on land, uh, gobbling up earthworms and other invertebrates. No, get yeah. off my land. Yeah. Um. Here is another one of I what they look like. France. These are these are Ew. two others. Ah. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Uh. So that's hammerhead worm, and this hammerhead worm, as you can see, is a nominal earthworm. Stop showing it to me. Well, it's it's very important. You have to see how these things happen Worm and how cannibals. they work. <laughs> yeah, they're they're technically not the same species as like an earthworm. So they're more like Hannibal headworm. Nice. Goodbye. <laughs> have uh, you seen the tweet that's like, "This is my son Hannibal, and my other son's herderer harsonist." I don't think so. No, I don't it makes think that's that. Yeah, you'll have to show it later, or. Or don't. I think, I but mean, I, I pretty should. much just said the, the gist of it. Okay. Well, then maybe don't, yeah. Five comedy points. Five, at least. At least yeah. five. Yeah. Um, so, this is relevant for two things. One, you didn't know what a hammerhead worm was. You had not heard of it, and no. you hadn't seen it. And now that's a part uh, of your nightmares. Okay, so, 
As soon as you said the phrase hammerhead worm, I knew what it was. Well, yes, that's true. It is very aptly named. Yes. Right? Uh, but you, before I said it, you didn't know that we had hammerhead worms. So I feel like this is all connected. Like we had shark talk at the beginning. <laughs> hammerhead yeah, worms. Just coming back to it. Yeah, yeah, we're actually really, really good at planning this out. People don't realize. Tune into yeah. our new podcast, Shark Talk. Yeah, Shark Talk. It's going to get a lot of people who are trying to find Shark Tank. Yeah, or Car Talk. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys have the craziest What accent. if we just talked about sharks the way they talk about cars yeah, on yeah. car talk you never even seen a shark <laughs> <Some> nonsense <laughs> uh, God, <Finn. laughs> i don't listen to car talk oh uh, it's just it's just they're they're laughing um while talking and it's more laughing than talking yeah. and they've just got their boston accent and it's just it's it's great departed departed I like the part where they're like i'm not a cop i'm not a cop um did you try restarting your car? Like, <laughs> Did you try parking your car in Harvard yeah. Yard? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So the first point is hammerhead worms exist and are part of my nightmares. Yeah. So like that's in your life now. Cool. Thank you. Thank the you. Other, the other piece is they're a very invasive species. So like I said, we're really, we're, we're really giving Al Gore an assist today because you started off saying, hey guys, stop tearing down the rainforest or else we won't have giant Sumatran worms. If they're Sumatran rats. There's probably also a giant Sumatran worm if we're being yeah. honest. Giant worms Sumatran rats exist. Size. Yeah. Um, and now I'm saying we also try to be a little more careful about what um, species we bring in from place to place because we can really destroy some pretty okay. complex ecosystems. I right? thought you were going to do like a concert, like save the hammerhead worms and you were going to have a pretty, <laughs> pretty tough sell with me on that one. No, I'm doing the exact opposite where I'm like, yo, y'all got to be careful with these They're worms. They're the barnacles of land. Yeah, so that's the second point. The third point is <laughs> how, how slow it can be on figuring this stuff out sometimes. So oh, I'm excited. For, uh, in, in, uh, for almost 20, so like I said, hammerhead worms have been found in France. And this was posted, this this article was posted back in like uh, like April or May. Mm-hmm. The, the trick here is that hammerhead worms have been in France since at least 1999. But it was one of those things where it was like urban legends. Where they'd heard what? of it. Yeah, where they, like, you know, scientists were like, we've heard, yeah, worms. we've heard down in Lyon, they've got, they've got hammerhead worms, you Did know, you... bigger than your face, you know. Uh, <laughs> worms as big as your head. Yeah, right? And, and so it was like, a, since for 20 years, it's been just this unconfirmed thing of, is it real? Are they, are they not? And apparently it was confirmed when, I, I think, like, some lady took a snap of a worm in her garden. She was like, what the heck is this thing? <laughs> and then, and then she said, like, what the heck? Yeah. What the heck in my garden? It is, it is a worm. My flowers. It is a worm. Mon sac bleu. Mais non. Mais non. I love the worm in the French accent. Wow. A worm. It is a worm of some sort. I don't know. Je ne sais pas. Um... And yeah, so now five invasive species have been detected in parts of France. Now that now that the cat's out of the bag, you know they're like five invasive species of the worm. Yeah, yeah, oh. five different species of this worm are in France. Uh, Hard pass. Yeah, they they originate from like uh, Asian like rainforests and jungles and stuff, and mostly through ships and stuff have gotten mm-hmm. transported here. And it's just not great because, like I said, they're really invasive. They eat, they just eat all the environments, and they can really like, destroy an ecosystem pretty quick. Uh, they many they're they're basically they are a type of flatworm, so oh boy, it's just it's just a different type of species. So you the the giant hammerhead worms are the ones that we currently care the most about because they're really invasive. They came out of nowhere and they're huge. Yeah, but <laughs> but but flatworms themselves like you get those all the time. They're a lot smaller and uh, they're not like they they are natural. It's not like it's not like some mutant creature just came out of nowhere. Well, to eat all the worms. Mm. <laughs> also you need worms uh and so uh five species have been detected in parts of mainland france as mm-hmm. well as the caribbean french islands french polynesia and french guiana sometimes in groups of 100 in a single location <gasps> worm king <laughs> yeah so sometimes it's just like you know a mass Is that what of it's hammerhead called? The, worms the rat king the like urban legend where a bunch of rats get their tails tied together and then I it's think like so. a yeah. I'm not sure, but okay. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate exactly. It. Yeah, it's just, you know, lift up a bush. Just I'm under never there. lifting up a bush again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
honestly, it's not, it's not. It's probably a good call. I don't like lifting up because that's the first thing you're like, oh, jeez, what's around this bush? That rocks in the woods. Yeah. Ugh. Completely agree. <laughs> uh, two species of the worm. So are two species of the worm that have been found. One in from in France in the mainland that is all black. And then one found, black yeah. Worm. And then one found on the island of Mayotte that is an iridescent blue. Are Where probably is... new found species. Okay, I'm kind of into the blue one. It looks like a Pokemon. It looks like the one. It looks like a Magikarp version of a worm. It looks a little bit like a Pokemon. It looks like it would evolve into something useful. Can I be honest with you about what bothers me most about this the, one? The bulbous head. Yeah. Yeah. That's the head. Gross. Yeah, and but it's like also like off. It's like cool lopsided looking. too. I hate it. I yeah. don't like that. So. But if you cover that up, yeah, <laughs> it's kind, kind of, of a kind of a butterhead. Yeah. And so, like I said, that's actually a new species. So that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Um, one reason well, this is that not in my garden. Your garden, jardin. Uh, one reason the giant flatworms um are such successful invaders is because they can reduce reproduce asexually. Mm. So one worm can just be like more worms, you know, more worms. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen you do. <laughs> <laughs> one worm can just be like and then he had a thoughtful face and then he threw his arms out and went more worms <laughs> was more so worms. funny more worms <laughs> more worms blue blue worms um so yeah and so that's doubly they're they're these voracious predators that can just you know multiply on their own uh they're capable of regenerating from a snipped off fragment that could be as small oh. as one three hundredth of the size of the original body came from. Oh. So you just like so t- cut them into three oh one. If you're gonna <laughs> yes yes you're gonna absolutely. kill wow yeah. these really are like mutant unkillable. It's like in Hercules when he's slicing off the heads of the Hydra and mm-hmm. more keep growing. Yeah, it's not great, and Eesh. so that's the problem we've got. Uh, another reason is the absence of predators. Um, the, again, like just crazy creatures. The giant rat of Sumatra probably ate giant worms. It probably did. They produce, these flatworms can produce chemicals that give them an unpleasant taste. Mm. So predators like, this nasty. I don't want it. <laughs> Not interested. So. How did they, how, how does this exist in like the Asian countries where they came from? Like the rainforest and stuff. Do, do they just. Oh, some I guess probably there's eat a lot. There's a lot more, like, undergrowth and stuff to eat in like, rainforest, yeah. so it's less of a culling and more of a... Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of stuff under there. You know, yeah. it's probably just, like, a whole morass. They're, they're honestly Jeez. probably, like, doing a benefit in, in those rainforests. It's probably like, oh, there's too much stuff. we got to clear it out. And they're like, well, that's what we're here for. But then they come to mainland France, and they're just, you know, shredding right. up people's lives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, in Ireland and Scotland, Uh-oh. invasive New Zealand flatworms... So, like, not the same, but the, the, a different version. Ate so many earthworms that yields of, yields of agricultural grass in the affected area shrank by 6%. Just from 6%? The, just from the effect of the Jeez. flatworms eating all of the earthworms. The yeah. Irish finally got the English off their back, and now it's flatworms. Yeah, and now it's the New Zealanders. Come on. That's from halfway around the world. That's just unfair. It's flatworms. Yeah. So eating all the So, yeah. So, it, it's a problem. They're all over the place. They actually have a pretty huge impact on agriculture, and if we're not careful, we're going to have a problem with it, too, because they have been spotted in Florida. Of course it's Florida! It's of always, course it's, it's Florida! It's always Florida. Why? It's always Florida. Florida, happen? yeah. Florida now has, uh, you know, Burmese pythons, they've got, uh, they're the only place left that has crocodiles, and they've got our invasive flatworms, of course. So, and like I said, they spread pretty quick. So maybe you guys might want to get on this because pretty soon you're gonna find a flatworm in your backyard. That's How's okay. That I think our current environmental protection agency will really get on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be like, "How? Can... Uh, no, I'm not doing it. Nope, no, I won't. Nope, we're not doing so, that." Yeah. Uh. And so yeah. So that's why I, I frankly, I care that they found hammerhead worms in France. I actually care now. I am petrified. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm just, moving to the middle. I'm moving back to Kansas, middle of America. Yeah, just places where there is no water, no well, rain. It'll take the flatworms a while to get there from Florida. Mm-hmm. I think so. Maybe and also, like, two or like, three days. I mean, they need. They, I assume it seems they need moisture. So anywhere where it's like pretty dry. Oh, so good. I guess Wichita Falls then is safe. Yeah, I was about to say you're probably fine if you go up that way, but yeah. So. Oh, I care. Mm. Yeah. A foot long? Are you kidding so me? So gross. 
And if it, and based on yeah, if lost. it's a, if it's a foot long, right? That means it's like this big in diameter. Like, oh, I don't uh, need that. Reader, David, reader, listener, David is holding up his hand it's to like indicate kind of a pretty fat worm. Yeah, pretty like fat worm. Like a quarter worm. in. Yeah, I don't diameter. need it. I don't want that. So, I cared when I read that. I was like, I'm not happy about that. Ooh, I'm out. Yeah. Out on the worms. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Pa, well. Don't want well. No I really want to work on my New Zealand accent. That one's hard. Kiwis are fun. Yeah, I think that... I think it's easier than Australian. My Australian always goes Cockney. Yeah. Governor. So, so that's the problem that I have with both the New Zealand accent and the South African accent is they're too close to other accents, and so it's mm. really hard not to slip out. Because like if I try to do New Zealand, it just slips into Australian. That's funny. I think I can. I think I've watched enough Taika Waititi movies uh, to fair make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's work on it. Yeah. And you can and you can try it out. You can go to Australia and pretend to be a New Zealander. <laughs> Ashlyn's in New Zealand right now. Oh, I know. Dear guest producer, Ashlyn Royal. If you're if you're out there listening, the one and all don't way. do that. Go outside. Go in yeah. yeah. What if she's like hiking on top of a mountain while listening? Then that's the coolest thing yeah. ever and I demand that she like, send that us pictures. Okay. Yeah. I demand that she send us pictures anyway and I know she's not going to. Because yeah. she's it seems unlikely. Yeah. But she might. She better. She, she really... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there are people... You know, there are those people who send you a million pictures from your their vacation. You're like, thanks. Mm-hmm. And then there are those people who you want a million pictures from their vacation Not and they send you one. one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Been there. Yeah, you sent me like are a million gonna... pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like, sorry. I don't, I don't take pictures. You didn't pictures. send me any pictures from your vacation either. I, I didn't even take any pictures. Celine took. Yeah, she the, took. She took some the monkey pictures. pictures. Are great. Yeah, that's good pictures. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. First episode back. I think yeah. we did all right. I, hope I think so, our man. topic synergy was unprecedented. Yeah, that, that was, was really good. Yeah, that was good level and stuff. That called an audible. Yeah. Yeah. No, that worked well. Was... Not audible.com. We are not sponsored by Amazon, but in case they're listening, we would like to be. Do they own it? Yeah. I know that. Well, that's the last new thing we're going to learn on this episode. Well, you tell me, Emily. What are you caring about as you move forward into this next phase I of the world? I am about to professionally care about voting rights and election law for a little bit, which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, I am... I really want to write, like, a lot. I want to do a significant amount of writing for fun. Um... And over the summer, one of the things that I cared about, obviously, was movies. And, like, my shelter from the bar was mostly rom-coms. I just retreated to my most comfort food. And I think there's a lot of bias against rom-coms. And I'd like to write, I don't know, I want to do, like, a treatise on why they're important and why people should shut up about it. You're going to be the rom-com evangelist? I already am the rom-com evangelist. That's true. For sure. That's true. Um. Yeah. But I like read a book about um, Nora Ephron's three rom-coms, When Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, and You've Got Mail. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the process of writing those and a lot of Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan stuff. But it's good. So look for that, I guess. Yeah. It'll be on the blog. The blog. The blog? The, the blog. The blog. The blog with the worms. You're, you're, you? you're silly American with your blogs <laughs> and your hamburger and... They're a burger! Eat, 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 eat. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't care. What are you caring about going forward? Not basketball or shoes. That's not where I was going to be. I know. This it's is... Just, I'm just... Know. I'm giving you a limiting instruction. That's fine. Give me whatever limiting instruction you want. Um, whatever limiting instruction I want? Shut up. Shut up. Um, <laughs> That's a pretty limiting instruction. <laughs> shut up. Um, well, so one of the things that I really wanted to do this summer was... Well, two things. I really wanted to work on my flexibility, and I wanted to like get my linguistics up. So like uh, I wanted to brush up my French, and I wanted to uh, start to learn Spanish, and then neither of those things happened because the bar took everything from uh, me. Flexibility, physical or mental? Physical. Okay. Uh, I generally think I'm pretty mentally flexible. That's what I thought too, and I was like, "You're there, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. fine." Yeah. 
physically, however, not there. So um, that's a thing that I'd like to get better at. And I think maybe I'll like start doing yoga or something. But I'm not going to go to a class because absolutely not. But I'm going to like maybe um, like watch some videos or something, that sort of thing. So I'm hoping that that uh, can materialize. And that that's my new focus now that I don't have to worry about learning, you know, 47 subjects in two months. So, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, hopefully over the next course of the next few months, I will um, be better able to communicate with people, and I'll be better able to, you know, bend my arms and legs. So the, t- the big two. <laughs> the big two, you know, those are the two main skills that you need in life. Bending arms and legs is really important. Yeah. But you yeah. can communicate without that. Just you ask can. Barbie. Although sometimes or you, Stephen commun- Hawking. you can communicate only using that. If you, maybe I should also learn that language. Yeah. Who knows? So, yeah. Oh, sign language would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Every time I see friends of the show, Doug and Jessica, signing Mm -hmm. to each other, I'm like, I used to have some of that. I Mm -hmm. gotta pick it back up. Yeah. Gotta pick it back up, man. Gotta pick it up. Yeah. And I mean, gotta, gotta learn Spanish. I gotta learn Spanish. Necesito learn Spanish. Yeah. I'm tired of not knowing that. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just apologizing for saying necesito un learn Spanish. I know that at least somebody who listens to this podcast can speak Spanish. I mean, I heard you say that and I knew it was incorrect. So (laughs) if someone's actually speaking, I'm sure they knew that was Well, yeah, but you knew it was incorrect. It might have made their ears bleed. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. They might have thrown thrown their phone out the window just now. So yeah. (laughs) Phone thrown. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Watch this space. We're back, baby. That we is until we're not, because you keep you keep going places. Yeah, but only. You got trips bit. and I don't know, man. You might be. I think you're turning into a jet setter. I am. Yeah. It's gonna be a jet setter. It's gonna be a jet setter. Yeah. And I'll be like, they're gonna be like, where's the pod? I'll be like, I don't know, man. Emily's in Sumatra hunting rats. Uh no, that is a trip I will never. Do. That is what I'm where I'm telling people you it's are for the next week. If they an ask, if anybody asks I me where you are, trips. if anybody asks me where you are this week, I'm gonna say she's in Sumatra hunting giant rats. And when they say what, I'd be like, sometimes the story is best left untold. Oh, <laughs> that's where we're going. Yeah. You'd be like Indonesia. Oh, sorry, I meant Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, no, in Indiana, that's where she is probably. Who knows? She's definitely not hunting rats. Yeah. Cool. Great. Well, yeah. It's good to be back. Hopefully, uh, this is a good first stop and we can get this ball rolling. And as always. Keep it sunny. I don't want... (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember. Stay classy, San Diego. I think that's taken. Keep your rats close and your worms closer. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. This is Emily coming to you in way worse audio quality than usual. Just to add, thanks to Jacob Moore for our new theme song. We're really excited about it. And this has been Care for Free. Bye.